Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Today's episode is on the 411 of sleep. All right. Yeah. Good topic. (laughs) Yeah. It's something that we know is also very crucial for our health. Yeah. Um, But yet it's something we don't always get enough of. So I have the sleep guru here, (laughs) Bethany. Thank you. (laughs) I don't think anybody who knows me would ever refer to me as that, knowing my history with sleep. So, (laughs) Yeah, but you've gotten yourself into a really good routine, which you're going to share with us. But, you know, we thought this would be a really good topic right now to talk about with everything that's kind of going on in the world. Because with all the stress and anxiety and uncertainty, Mm -hmm. it's kind of throwing everything upside down, right? Just a little, yeah. Yeah, and it might be affecting people's sleep. Yeah, definitely. So I'll start by telling you a little bit. So my sleep actually hasn't been affected that much by what's going on right now. Well, and That's good. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm saying that because um, you know, because we've talked about this many times, that I'm really, 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 really crazy and protective about my sleep routine mm-hmm. um, to the point where you give me a hard time about it from time to time. Um, but <laughs> like I said, um, nobody who's known me like my whole life would probably call me the sleep guru because I used to be terrible about sleep. I have a slight sleep disorder. Um, it's called delayed sleep phase syndrome where you don't typically get tired until about 2 o'clock in the morning, mm. which makes it really hard to live a normal, like, first shift lifestyle. Yeah, right. So it's taken me – it took me about a good three years to finally get myself on track to sleeping like a normal grown-up okay. would, I would say. Yeah. So now I do everything I can to maintain that sleep routine and schedule. Um, I'm kind of crazy neurotic about it. So I'm glad that I have it right about now because it's allowed me to see, like, if I'm having problems, are is it because I'm being affected by the stress of everything that's going on, or is it just life in general? Yeah. So, so what about you, Heather? How's your sleep lately? <laughs> yeah. So to give you a little background on my sleep, um, <laughs> I feel like I, you know, sleep is a trouble area for me. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Um And not in the sense that I don't have insomnia, I don't have troubles falling asleep, I just don't always get as much sleep as I should. And this has been a problem my whole life. Okay. I'd rather be doing other things. Like, I'd rather be reading a book, I'd rather be watching a show. (laughs) Sleep is an inconvenience that you have to put up with. I guess, a little bit. I'm just, yeah, I'm terrible. I'm like, I'm really good at eating really healthy, I'm pretty good at getting in exercise pretty regularly, Mm -hmm. and... Um, It's something I've been working on, though, because I used to maybe only get like five, six hours of sleep a night in like my teens and my 20s. And um, probably in the last decade, I've been really kind of working on that. So, um, you know, before coronavirus, I was probably averaging about six and a half, sometimes close to seven. Okay. You know, so I'm getting there. But actually, right now, I'm getting more sleep than usual. Okay. Because I'm kind of sleeping in a little bit. Ah. Not real late, but, you know, I'm not really setting my alarm and I'll just kind of wake up naturally, (laughs) you know, because now I don't have to get up and do my makeup right away and do my hair. The ladies of the world are like, 
kind of happy about yeah. having a little extra time. I don't have a commute, so I'm actually getting probably closer to like seven and a half, eight sure. hours of sleep a night. So yeah, and I, I can feel the difference, so it's good. Good. You know, I'll have to think about that once we have to go back to work and <laughs> how I'm going to handle that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, since a lot of us know we should be getting more sleep, mm-hmm. but maybe not always doing that. Yeah. You know, let's talk about maybe the health benefits and maybe sure. why we should do that. Yeah. So I think we don't always think about why we need to sleep. I mean, we know that we have to, but there's a lot of good things that happen while we're asleep. Um, getting enough sleep helps protect your mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. And it also you know, protects your quality of life and your safety. Yes. So I think, you know, right now we, safety wise, we kind of think of, you know, we're not necessarily driving, but there are still people who are commuting to work. Um, And these people are probably under a lot more stress, even in addition to what we're dealing with. So if you're not sleeping well, you could have micro sleeps while you're driving or operating heavy machinery or, you know, a whole host of other Mm -hmm. issues safety-wise. Mentally, not sleeping enough can lead to trouble making decisions, solving problems, controlling your emotions and your behavior and coping with change. Yeah. So we all kind of need those skills right now. And and really, that can be a vicious cycle for a lot of people when you think about it, because when you're not getting enough sleep, the emotions that you're having, they're actually more intense, right? They're just more dramatic. Yeah. And you're probably not really pleasant to be around. No, but then you're not handling situations very well either because you're feelings are so intense and then because of those stress hormones they're ramped up and now you may have a hard time falling asleep exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so physically um sleep is involved in the healing and repair of your heart and your blood vessels in addition to other systems in your body yeah that's cool right so you know we don't really think about it but you know when you fall asleep your heart rate slows your blood vessels actually release a little bit so it lowers your blood Mm. pressure so if you're not sleeping enough it can increase your risk of heart disease Mm -hmm. of high blood pressure diabetes and stroke Mm -hmm. um You'll know a little bit about this. Uh, Sleep helps you maintain a healthy balance of your hormones like ghrelin, which helps you feel hungry, Mm -hmm. and leptin, which helps you feel full. So what happens when you don't sleep, Heather? Those are flip-flopped. So (laughs) so you will actually have higher amounts of ghrelin when you're not getting enough sleep. Think of ghrelin as growl. So it's going to make you feel hungrier during the day right and it's not hungry for healthy food like broccoli or an apple right what do we want when we're feeling tired sugar we want a quick source of energy we want sugar we want caffeine we want carbs right right yeah um, sleep also affects your bo- how your body reacts to insulin. So mm-hmm. we want sugar. Well, now all of a sudden our blood or our, excuse me, our insulin is not controlling our blood sugar the way it normally would. So it's going to result in higher levels of blood sugar in your body, which could put you at risk for diabetes. Yes. Let me give you a little interesting fact right here that I learned. Interesting fact. Yes. So when I was doing some research on the brain and kind of like the prefrontal cortex and how to use that to like boost willpower and everything, I Mm -hmm. came across this cool thing where it talked about like how even if you're um, even if you're eating really healthy, if Mm -hmm. you're not getting enough sleep, it's almost like your cells are tired and they just don't want to take in the glucose. So it's there, but they're going, 
No, I don't want to. Oh. I'm too tired. That's too much work. I'm not going to do Like, they're just not yeah. as efficient, right? Yeah. So that is another good reason to try to get more sleep. Yeah, that sounds very important. Yes, your cells just don't want to work well. <laughs> and, then, and that can lead to, like, a whole host of issues. And the last thing, your immune system relies on sleep to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And right now, we want as healthy of an immune system as we can have so that when we do have to be out and about, um, we're protected from not only the coronavirus, but we're also fighting off colds and flus and any host of other issues. And, you know, not getting enough sleep means we're not as able to fight these things off as well. Yeah. So in addition to being important for your heart, it's also important for your immune system. Exactly. We just talked about that. Exactly. That's kind of ironic given that so many people are having problems with (laughs) sleep right now. I'm sure there's, we can understand some of those, right? Oh my gosh, Some of them are obvious. Yeah. I mean, let's be real, folks. We are living in an incredibly stressful time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a million things going on in your house. Either you're working from home or you have to go out and be working in in amongst the public during the day or you've been furloughed, you know, mm-hmm. so there's those kinds of stresses. There's people's kids are home and now you have to take on the job of helping them get through their studies during <laughs> the day. I and, can relate to that one. <laughs> um, you know, there's added pressure of everybody being at home together all yes. at once or if you live by yourself, there's a stress mm. for not being there, you know, sure. not having anybody else around. But I also think we're not really thinking about it all the time necessarily, but we're living through a historical moment right now. Yeah. And this is the likes of which we haven't seen. We talked a little bit about it being kind of comparable to 9-11 or even Pearl Harbor for the those who can remember way back to that. I feel like it's different from those. It, it is yeah. because those were more, um, if you weren't in that immediate situation or if you didn't know somebody in that immediate situation, yes, you were traumatized probably by it, but there was a little bit of a level of remove for, you know, for yourself. I'm, yeah. I'm not in the building. I'm not on the plane. I'm okay yeah you know here we have a level of uncertainty where we don't know if we're gonna get it Mm -hmm. you know and that can be very stressful to deal with whether it's in the forefront of your mind or whether it's in the back of your mind as you're going about your daily business right and what ends up happening is when we're stressed on the level that we kind of all are right now our brains are flooded with neuro neurotransmitters and chemicals like adrenaline and epinephrine and this can mess with our sleep it can make us not able to fall asleep it can make us wake up in the middle of our sleep or for those of us who actually do fall asleep it can give you really vivid kind of crazy anxiety dreams or even nightmares for some people right yeah, well, I'd imagine there's other things going on, too, that are messing with people's sleep. <laughs> like, I can think of eating habits might be a little oh, different yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to be doing a podcast on, like, snacking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> during this time. Yeah, n- and not even the food you eat, but when mm-hmm. you're eating. I think, you know, people are, now we're at home during the day, and we have food all the time. If you're a snacker, you're grabbing stuff here and there, you know. Um, people probably aren't spending as much time outside if the weather's not good. Um, that can mess with your circadian mm-hmm. rhythms. 
being socially distant from people really we're finding out kind of as we go that being so removed from other people can have profound effects on us in lots of different ways. It's kind of, you know, we don't have the connections that we normally have during the day. Mm -hmm. And that can, like I said, kind of mess with us. Um, People are also, like you said, going to bed later, getting up later. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's just all kinds of disruption. Even our routines are different routines than we used to have. Yeah. Okay. So there's all these things that are maybe messing with our sleep or disrupting our our sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. And since you've worked really hard to kind of get to a good place and establish a good sleep schedule, would you mind sharing with us some some good tips, some things that maybe you did that might help people out there? Of course. You're not going to like me for saying some of the things that I'm going to Oh, you're going to tell me I have to go to bed at a consistent time (laughs) and wake up at the same time, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Um, You know, there are things that you can do, but you have to be really regimented about mm-hmm. them. First thing, you're going to want to be aware of what you're eating and drinking and when you're eating and drinking. So things like caffeine, things like sugar, things like chocolate, things like alcohol, mm. all of these things can affect your sleep. Fun fact, caffeine stays in your system for eight hours on average after you've drank it. And this is something that I learned for myself. Once I hit a certain age, I think it was probably my late 30s, Mm-hmm. Caffeine started affecting me way more than it did when yeah. I was in my teens and twenties. Okay, so I will have my last caffeinated beverage during the week, like on you know when I have to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. I will have it at lunch, and that is it. Okay, I you know that's and a I'm, good general rule, I think. Right, for most and people. that to me also comes down to those sneaky little bits of caffeine, mm-hmm. including chocolate. So okay. if I want to have a dessert with my dinner or a little later in the evening, can't have chocolate in it because oh, that'll mess with my sleep. Bummer. I also, (laughs) alcohol for me, I enjoy having a cocktail here and there, but alcohol is one of those things where I weigh, you know, am I willing to give up a good night's sleep because I want to have a couple of drinks? Most of the time, it's a no. You know, if I, a few days ago was my wedding anniversary and I had some champagne and I did not sleep well that night. Yeah, I think a lot of people think alcohol will help them fall asleep and it might. Yes. But then you're not getting good quality of sleep. You're actually going to be waking up more. And you don't get that nice, Mm -hmm. deep, restorative Mm -hmm. sleep that you want. So also make sure your bed is only for sleeping and sex. Okay. Okay, so don't bring your laptop into bed. Don't play video games. I don't know people mm. who do, but okay. You okay. Know, those are kind of things. Keep them out of your room because you'll start consciously or unconsciously associating the stress of those kinds of yeah, things with sure. your bedroom. Yeah, no, that's good. And I- then get yourself into a routine. My routine starts at about 10 o'clock. I usually go to bed at about 11.30. And my routine is I wash my face, brush my teeth, get into bed, watch my show, have my little downtime with my husband. The TV goes off at 11 and I read for a half an hour or until I feel tired. Mm -hmm. I've also, for myself, this is what works, I've banished clocks from my bedroom. So I don't necessarily Hmm. know what time it is when I stop reading. I try to stop reading when I'm tired. 
Okay. And then if I wake up in the middle of the night, I don't look at the time. Okay. Because I'm one of those people where if I do wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, if I fall asleep now, I'll get four hours of sleep. You know, it's just not a good game for me. Okay. What about other tips for people that wake up in the middle of the night? Well, if you wake up in the middle of the night, um, the first thing you should do is get out of bed. Because if you lay there, I mean, my dad used to tell me that you just lay there and close your eyes and you'll rest. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. You're better off just getting up, getting out of bed, go do something dull. Fold socks, read a boring book, you know, like be out of the room, keep the lights dim so you're not fully awake so that your body, you know, kind of resets itself and realizes, okay, we're calming down. We're going to try to fall asleep. Sometimes what works for me is just switching the venue. Mm. I'll get out of my okay. bed. I'll go in my office. My dog has a – I have a single-size bed in my office where my dog sleeps. And I just move him over and okay. I sleep next to him. Nice. You know, if you have a couch in the other room, that can work too. Sometimes all it is is getting yourself out of the headspace of the pressure of being in bed okay. and falling asleep. Okay, those are some good tips. Um, so we've talked about um, tips to get enough sleep. What about right. for the people that are getting too much sleep? Yeah, and I know people don't tend to think of it like that. You know, it can't be too much of a good thing. But, you know, in this case there can because for a lot of people, sometimes sleeping too much is a signal that, you're not feeling mentally well. Mm. You might be heading off into a depression. So, you know, be aware of if you're sleeping more than normal, is it because of something that's happening right now? Like, did you not sleep well the night before, so you slept an extra hour? Or is it, you know, you're kind of feeling like it's harder to get out of bed during the day or you're having other issues like you're eating too much or you're not eating enough or Mm -hmm. you're not finding pleasure in the things you used to do that made you happy. And if that's the case, you know, you want to reach out to your healthcare professional and say, hey, this is what's going on. They'll be able to help you out, maybe do an evaluation for you um, so you can see if further treatment is warranted. Okay. Okay. Well, wonderful. Thank you for giving us the 411 on sleep. Well, a lot I hope of, it helps. A lot helps. of helpful tips. Yes. <laughs> I hope it helps. I hope to find everybody is sleeping a lot calmer and a lot easier through all of this. Yeah. Especially you, Heather. Yes. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for listening in, everybody. And as we say every time, be Be the the ruler ruler of your your own heart. heart. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.